0: We talk a lot on this show about the power of story. I have waxed poetic on many occasions about the game-changing nature of infusing story into presentations and conversations and content of all types, really. But what we haven't yet talked about is storytelling in the context of how we talk about our business, our work, the way we sell our work in the world And if you're listening to this and you're like, eh, it's not really me. I'm not really here for that. Totally get it. No worries. And have a beautiful, beautiful day. But if you are an entrepreneur running a startup, if you are someone who's trying to raise money with the venture capital community, if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a coach or someone who is actively building a business... If you are trying to create momentum and generate more revenue and just generally kick ass, this episode is for you. Some of my shows focus on my work as a communication coach or just follow my curiosity in the world. But I want some of these shows to reflect my work and journey as a business person, as an entrepreneur. It can be a hard road and all we ever see is other people's highlight reels. And we think, oh my God, they have their shit together. I'm lost. Here's the thing. I do not have my shit together all the time. And I am often lost. But the thing I do appreciate myself as a human is that I have learned to ask for and accept help when I reach the end of my skill set. And a year ago, I was at the end of my skill set. Pre-COVID, I had hit a wall in my business. I'd grown as much as I possibly could grow given my network and given sort of the linear growth trajectory of word of mouth marketing for my work. And it was good. It wasn't terrible. It was obviously like a really great coaching practice, but I wanted more, right? I wanted to explore what I'm capable of as a business person, as a business owner. I'd been a one-woman show for pretty much 20 years. I started Bronwyn Communications in 2002, after all. And my guest this week showed up at the perfect moment, as people so often do in this life. I would like you to meet Paolo Saliti, the man responsible for the transformation my business has undergone in the past year. And it all began by transforming my story and the way I told the story of my work in the world. Paulo is the founder of Hypnotic, which is a story design consultancy that helps entrepreneurs own their own truth, building the story that sells their business best. Paulo is an incredibly talented creative director who's worked for over 25 years on advertising sites and social media for global brands and entertainment, including the massive home entertainment campaign of the year for Fault in Our Stars, among others. But what Paulo did for me is he completely rebranded me and reinvented. I mean, actually, who are we kidding? He built my marketing program that I now have and gave me a proper business strategy beyond just simply doing great work for great clients, which as I said, had got me pretty far. But the result, you guys, is that thanks to his approach to story design, I am having the biggest year of my career. And it all began with figuring out the right, most authentic, most resonant story for me to tell the people who most needed to hear it. And I wanted to share this conversation with you for a few reasons. One, I couldn't have imagined a year ago, the impact that working with someone like Paulo would have on my work. And two... I would have really appreciated a little visibility into what I was getting myself into because it's a long road. It's a lot of work. And I kind of wanted to just talk about it out loud for you in case you're thinking about doing this. And lastly, I wanted to share this conversation because if you're not in a position to hire someone like Apollo, there are still some really powerful nuggets that you can use today from this conversation that will take your business to the next level. So, beloved listeners, here's Paolo. I know we all feel like we're hanging by our fingernails right now, but despite so much fingernail hangings, you've managed to do some of the best branding work I've seen in a long time. And I'm, of course, I'm biased because part of that was mine. You sorted me out, but you've also worked with some people that I love very much. You've worked with Ben. You, you know, you, you've done some good stuff under some pretty crappy COVID circumstances and moving people and children at home. What I want to know is how would you articulate what you do for people like me and why are you so goddamn good at it? What's the
1: I okay thank you first and foremost I mean amazing compliment and I have to say you know one of the things that's just fantastic about the whole thing is is I come into these projects not only as a consultant but as a fan and so one of the the key elements in the type of work that I do and the reason why I do it so well is because I legitimately believe in the the people and the businesses that I work with. Yeah. Where we netted out with your authentic communications, wow. coaching, brand, and leadership, yeah. I mean, you have a gift. And from all your podcasts and everything that I originally started to digest, even before I even began working with you, it was so helpful for me in, in developing my business. And so, The way that I approach uh, your business, the way I approach Ben Kiker's business, the way I approach other businesses is really with the beginner's mindset. And so what I do is, is I become a student of your learning. And that's why I'm so personally attached to the work is because if it's helpful for me and I can go through it and then articulate the experience to someone else, then i'm doing twofold i'm learning and enjoying it uh, in the process but i'm also delivering what the actual authentic experience is
0: well that's i think the thing that was the most eye opening for me is i've been talking about myself and my own business for i don't know 20 years you know, in various stages of my career. And we do the best with telling our own stories, but ironically getting your guidance on, you know, the, the, the gift, one of the great gifts you gave me was that concept. I help people to, to find their most powerful selves and speak from that place of power. Mm -hmm. And you found that essence of my business, even though I knew it consciously, I felt it, you know, I certainly, it is the core of what I do with people. I couldn't have landed on that without your help? Why is that?
1: You know, it's interesting because no matter how successful you are, I think everyone has an upper limit problem. And so there's a psychology to it. And then there's also a a business aspect to it. And so part of working with the client in that is it's twofold. It's one, you got to start with all of their resources and, and what they have. And, and then the the other thing is, is you got to figure out what's blocking them. Mm-hmm. And so part of my process when I started to work with you was to hear your story and we did I don't know how many interviews did I did I do with you before I actually so many. Right. And so part of my understanding of your business was actually understanding your personal stories and and realizing, you know, what potentially was was hanging you up in different places. Mm-hmm. But the reality is this is there's a, a great quote from Buddha, which is enlightenment is the end of suffering. Mm-hmm. And I, I was reading The Power of Now with Eckhart Tolle, and he was talking about that quote, and he was saying, well, you know, the Buddha defines it this way in terms of a negative thing because the brain can't get its head around what something is not. It can only get around something of what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when you actually achieve enlightenment, that's when you actually get the definition of what it is. Mm. And so part of our process in actually finding your core truth was finding the one thing that was your core belief, your truth, what that one thing was that would drive your your business. And when we got to that point, that part would create enlightenment and set you free. Mm. And it was funny because uh, my presentation, it was so freaking long. I, you know, it's like I, I I don't know if it was two hours or four it was, hours. I think it, was, it was
0: two hours probably.
1: It was like two hours and forty-five minutes, I think, when I, I presented and, and it was like you were in the middle in the middle of this, just like, oh, uh, you know, should we take a break and I'll go get a snack and
0: come back to this I'm like, thing? i I'm, I'm a cadaver right now. Can I <laughs> take a break? But it was you know what it was like? It was like being invited to it was as if I were watching someone else make meaning of my life. Because I'm too close to it. I'm too close to my own career to create meaning out of it. And ironically, this is what I do for people I help them articulate their stories and do it from on stage or on camera or whatever the case is. But it really is true. We need outside perspectives to look at our journeys, make sense of them, and then create repeatable language that allows us to make choices in our business.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that's the, that's the stories that scale part. And so, you know, when you look at what I'm doing, I'm helping companies create their story in order so that they can scale. Right. Mm -hmm. But there was two things. And one is, is when we were at the point and, and, and I, I did the reveals in terms of, of the language and and the truth and the belief in that. And you said, Paula, what do I do with this? You know? Yeah. I said right now, nothing. You know the 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 funny thing is is, is you're going to meditate on this and tomorrow and the next day you're going to you're going to wake up and you're just going to have a flood of ideas and energy and things are going to have clarity and make sense and suddenly you're just going to have this line of truth where you just say oh my god I am Bronwyn you know I'm here to bring the joy the light to help people make help people shine yep. my core value is is that I radiate energy etc But in terms of that line of what we've talked about, which we can, you know, we can get to that gave you the clarity, the fuel, the energy in order to help you shine. And really the, the mind blowing thing here was, is is that it it is really the exact same thing you do. It's just in a different, it's in a different genre or, you know, a a different medium. And And the the reality is, is, is when you work with someone, what you do is, is you help them find their authentic self. Mm -hmm. That was my realization as well as his authenticity was, is going to that place. And so when I wrote that line, which was basically become your most powerful self. Yep. That's exactly what I do as an authentic story designer is, is I help you find your most powerful, authentic self and speak from that place of power. That's so so, and really, just to, put
0: a, just to put a finer point on that, too, because I think when you and I first started talking, I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a communication coach and I help people shine. And I remember it, it, maybe you didn't use these exact words, but I remember hearing skepticism in your voice like, are people really buying that? Are <laughs> <laughs> they writing big checks for? Because- and then, when we shifted to I help you become your best self and I help you speak from that place of power, that's when my clients were like, that, that's what I need. My mm-hmm. employees need that, and I want to buy that. And within that, there's a million different pieces of coursework that fit under that umbrella. But that was the value prop that I have been missing for years. And I was yeah. still doing fine, but now I've unlocked, a whole different level. The thing that you
1: you brought up, which I think is interesting, is is that initially you were talking about you know your brand proposition was is you help people shine. Yeah. And what you started with was the goldfish problem. And so initially, you know, it the was the goldfish a-
0: problem. For those who don't yep. know, is the fact that people have attention spans that are shorter than goldfish, which actually, it's actually based on some fairly, some fairly questionable research, but it's a great line and I use it whenever I can because it feels true. God damn it. Yeah. And and, fans are in free fall. So go And ahead.
1: so, and so, you know, back in the day you started off and you were doing presentations and it was all about how to create the more engaging presentation and there was the Steve Jobs and, and, you know, there was this whole movement to get rid of shitty PowerPoint. And then yes. you realize that you're. You're effing good at, <laughs> at public speaking, and so the next thing you know, you're midwifing TED talks, etc. Mm-hmm. But the reality was is that you were always focused on how to command the room, basically, you know, c- command right. command the audience, command the room, command your speech, etc. And your focus was attention. And the thing that I understand, you know, which ties back to the beginning of this is I understand pain, and so I know what it's like to be a business person and be failing. And have to come up with an idea and a story about yourself that sells because your ass is on the line and you got to pay mortgage and you have to pay for repairs and kids going to school and whatever. The meat of what we were doing was, was moving away from kind of a, you know, a surface level thing of like, Hey, wouldn't it be nice to present and have everyone say, great, you did a good job to power. Yeah. And that's where that's where the the rubber hit the road because when we started talking about this as power, everything became uh, a shift
0: and clear and, very and clear.
1: And and we start and and power is much bigger because as a as a universal truth, you know, it's it, as a kid you're taught to use your words, right? And yeah. and your words are ultimately what give you your power in life. Mm-hmm. And so, from someone that is in a state of pain and, and back to the Buddha, we're trying to end that suffering and, and take them to enlightenment. Yep. When you hit the right words and and you you shine in your presentation, you shine in your relationship, you're connecting and you're creating change. Yes. And really the, the thing was is it was when you're communicating just to you know to make a sale, it's one thing. Yeah. But when you're communicating to actually make a difference, that's fundamentally different and it is a, it is a source of it it is the source of power and mm-hmm. ultimately what takes us to that dark place is powerlessness. Yes. Or or and being being powerless, sorry.
0: And that really resonated with me when you were asking me, like I remember you asked me in the process this question that sort of stopped me in my tracks, which is like Where did this all begin? Like what happened? What's what's your backstory that led you to this exploration of power, you know, what you do for a living? And I was like, oh shit, let's go and uncover it. And it really was, I felt very invisible as a kid. I felt powerless. I felt, I felt like I was at the mercy of other people's really questionable choices and I hated it. And I figured the way to get power was to try and be visible without being too visible. And there was always this negotiating of who's my identity and how do I shift to fit the room that I'm mm-hmm, in? And I'm like mm-hmm. a chameleon. And sometimes that works and sometimes it's disempowering. And so I have been in a dance with my own power forever. And you know, the gift of t- turning 40 and now I'm 46 is that you stop, <laughs> you stop being tempted to negotiate your power. You just want to stand in it.
1: Yeah. You know, we're a lot of us are all in that same boat, just a different flavor of it, you know, and I come from a similar background and, and, you know, I understand what it's like to feel invisible and, and no matter what you do, you know, how great your achievement is, you're pushing and, and it's just like, no, it's, it's, it's all about you. And you're trying to promote yourself. It's like, no, it's just like, that's not what's going on. What's going on is, 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 is you're trying to actually, get some attention and some recognition because yep. you want to be seen and you want to yes. be visible and yes. you want to feel loved yes. and accepted.
0: Accepted,
1: right. right. And so, you know, the whole, the whole process of doing the branding wasn't just, you know, going through my, you know, my five, six step process. Yeah. It, it was, it was a journey mm-hmm. to take you into the place where you became your most powerful self and, and, and you could, you know, articulate from your point of point of power. Yeah. And and the reality is 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 even working with Ben Kiker, who's, you know, a resilience coach.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I uh, crafted that line which is power your positive for him. It's brilliant. And so at the same time it what I what I realized was is that I myself have been on this journey in the pursuit of positive and the clients that I started to surround myself were identifying with the values and the things that I needed. Yeah. And you know it turns into more of a philosophical conversation you know in terms of branding versus you know nuts and bolts how do you how do you do this model or whatever yeah. because the reality is, is is when you put out yourself into the world you attract the things that you need and the people that help you along in your journey that's right and i think that's you right. put yourself out there even in the process of doing the branding we've done much more i mean we yeah. created an identity we put your business together and actually started I didn't to. didn't even have
0: a proper logo for sake. <laughs> Like, honey, honey. Yes, your shit together.
1: Yeah, and I and I said, and we're gonna build you a team, and yes, and we're did. gonna put to, and my, we're gonna put together my
0: in- incredible set of interns that I have came from that conversation, right? You're like babes. Like if, you want to, if you really want to stand in your power, you need some fucking help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all need help and and that's the thing is, is is focus gives us clarity and you identify what it is that you do best and where you add your special value into the world. Mm. And then when you're distracted from that, you're not in your zone of genius, you're not producing innovation. And and one of the things that I've learned from this whole process is, is is you have to be protective of your time and that self-care, those rituals, those things that you do enable you to be the most you can be in those windows of time. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in that window of time and you're thinking and you're in your zone of genius, that's when you come up with thoughts that changed the world.
0: That's right. Speaking of thoughts that change the world and carving out that time, Paulo, something that you talk about, which I think is interesting, is the upper limits issue. Like the upper limits of what people think they're capable of and why part of your process involves challenging that thought. Say more about that.
1: Yeah. The upper limit is something that I just learned recently. And the thing that I, I come to realize over time is is that psychoanalysis is really good shit. (laughs) Oh honey,
0: don't leave home about it. I wouldn't even be standing here if it weren't for my therapist.
1: (laughs) The more you understand the human brain, the more you understand your triggers and motivations and why people do what they do, the more clarity you have on what you need to do in order to create change. And, And so so that's kind of one of the secret sauces that I've I've been bringing into is 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 you know while I, I do these things I'm going through my own therapy <laughs> and and uh, you know I explore concepts and and then put them into the place but that's how I'm growing and what I'm doing is 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 the magic formula which is is work on stuff that allows you to learn
0: yes. and
1: during that learning process share your learnings and that's yep. how you innovate. Yep. But go back to the beginning of the question, I want to answer so it. So the the upper
0: limits thing, like upper limit, self-belief, okay. like limiting upper the limiting limits. Belief. Of self-belief, right?
1: Yeah, I mean sometimes people one of the upper limits is this is you you potentially sabotage your own success. And and so, you know, and and this is a hard one because it's basically, you know, you go back to your nine one one call with Ben Kiker, which yep. is which was probably like one of the most you know, amazing podcasts that I've ever listened to. I've listened to it like two, three times. I've transcribed it. I've taken notes, et cetera. Oh, I, I mean, love hearing that. I mean, that like that, that the one,
0: best.
1: <laughs> I mean, that one is, is like a, a pinnacle of, of, of podcasts in, in your, in your, in your <laughs> repertoire I love that. I love and, it. and, you know, and it, and it was just, it came down you were overwhelmed and you're beating yourself up, yeah. you know, and, and part of what you needed was not just here's a brand and here's how you repeat your story so that you can scale and make more money, et cetera. Yeah. What you needed was something to believe in. Yeah. And when I was able to ground that fundamental truth into your mind of like, I am doing this because I believe in this thing and this thing defines me and who I am. Suddenly, like that feeling of overwhelm, et cetera, just kind of came off because it quiets down because guess what? You know, in the end of the day, we're going back to ourselves as a kid where we're feeling invisible and we're trying to, you know, get our intentions from our dad or from our mom or from from our parents or whatever. And we're getting rejection. And that upper limit problem happens in the sense that what you end up doing is, is you go like every time I succeed, and I go present this to this person that I love. They squash me. And so what I want to do is, is, is I want to actually sabotage myself so I don't have to feel that pain of going to that person and getting squashed again.
0: Yeah. Or dismissed. Dismissed, right?
1: And then there's a point in time in your life, and this is where I'm going to curse hard, is is, is I'm going to say, what the fuck do I have to do in order to be seen? Yeah. Right? Yeah and so basically the you know the, the psychology here and in terms of the upper limit here is is, you know working with an individual and a solopreneur work is personal yes. and so so you have to find purpose you have to find meaning and you have to tap into that core value why you were put on this earth to do what you do so that you can share your gift with someone and you can help the world make some positive change yeah and so that's totally relevant for solopreneurs and for small businesses like that.
0: And can I ask you too, because I think you you were speaking on a panel this week and you mentioned something about this, but one of my favorite sort of axioms in coaching, and I don't remember who said this originally, but it's, you can only take someone as far as you've gone yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: on your panel, you were talking about the value of actually being like owning your journey and doing some thinking about it. I remember I was I was helping someone who was building their business and their program and trying to get their external story right. There was a specific word they were using, which I shall not name because I don't want to out anybody, but Uh it was a very powerful word. It's one of those archetypal words of power. And I was like, dude, if you're going to, if you're going to roll with that word, you better be ready to tell your story of how you clawed, scraped, and dragged yourself to earn that word. Mm -hmm, What's mm -hmm. that story? Mm -hmm. And her face kind of fell because she didn't claw, drag, or pull herself to inhabit Uh, the word. She mm -hmm. just liked the word. Two very different things. One of them is a resonant appropriate vibe match. And the other is play acting. So say a little bit more about how solopreneurs, especially we need to claim and consciously work through our journey in order to, to, to fucking stand in the brand shoes we're trying to stand in. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean,
1: okay. So the, so answering this question is really complex because it, it takes a lot of different angles, but you know, the, let, let's start at the top and, and, you know, owning the word, I know you're a fan of uh, of fiction and uh, and basically the you know the Lord of the Rings and whatnot. So Christopher Paulini did Aragon, and I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with with Aragon. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. But there's this concept in magic, which is basically you always go back to a word, and that word is an Elvish tongue, and when you know the word, you can command it, and that's how you create magic, right? Yeah. So the so so the 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 quote is the thing is the word. Know the word. And you control the thing. Ooh. And it's funny because, you know, uh, that's part of the reason why when wow. I, things work for me, because I, I, I've done roughly like about 40 movies where I've done marketing campaigns for them and put that together. And, and so wow. when I was working with businesses, we were, we were you know, I'm, I'm positioning and et cetera. But when you work with a, a movie, you, you, you come up with themes. Right. And themes and movies are written all about the human struggle and the journey mm-hmm. And so when you understand how people struggle and the journeys that they go on, those life lessons help you transform yourself. And then when applied to business, et cetera, they become pillars, right? Yeah. So in terms of owning that word, let's take a look at Renee Brown. I mean, you know, she owns vulnerability.
0: 100%.
1: I mean, holy F, you cannot say vulnerability and say like, oh yeah, someone else does that. Like she owns that space. Right. That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, part of, of what we were looking for and, and, you know, you still, own, you own shine and, and what we oh, did is, is, is we, we, we gave that a lot more depth and meaning so that it, you know, it would go with that. But, you know, that was, that was the pump. That was one of the principles of, of positioning, which is own something big in someone's mind. You know what- and,
0: and also just to go deeper on that, I think the thing that I loved about working with you is that you wanted me to get credit for the fact that my shine wasn't just a sparkly, like, whoa, I just, I woke up like this. Like I mm-hmm. fucking fought. <laughs> for, for yeah. my shine. Like I have fought tooth and nail to stand in this big voice that I've got. Yeah. It took time. It took courage. It took a whole lot of, you know, took a whole lot of to <laughs> in. It, it took a lot of trying to get up that hill. And so you wanted me to be able to own that word shine, not from a, a superficial place, but from a deep, Experience-based place, which I appreciated, because I think people think, you know, storytelling and branding is just a paint job, and it's a soul job. God no, no, right? it is. It is a soul job. And can I actually ask you something about that, Paulo? Yeah. Because we have a lot of people, and this is something I've been thinking about for months: is the layoffs, the unemployment. Oh man, yeah, it's a fucking bloodbath out there, and the people that are out there interviewing. The ones that can articulate their story best mm-hmm. and match that story up with what whoever the company that's interviewing them with what they need, those mm-hmm. are the people that make it the next round and they get the gig. What if you were talking to somebody who's listening to this who isn't maybe a solopreneur, but somebody who's up against really stiff competition? Yeah. In terms of interviewing, like where do people begin to sort out their own story when they don't have access to Apollo?
1: Okay, so I'm going to give you my formula, and, and this is That's this is weird. kind of the driving driving factor. This was the kind of the same way that a student would approach their resume. It's just like, hey, look, you know, I I I know I have engineering skills, I have athletic skills, I have this, you know, is there some some place that I could fit that all my skills are going to work for you? Because coming out of college, you don't know. Yeah, And and that's kind of what happens as adults is, is that you just go like, F, I could do that. And I could do that. And why the hell is this person going to get, I know more about that particular subject, right? Lockhead has a great quote, which was, uh, you know, position yourself or be positioned.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: One thing that you will know is the criteria for success. And that criteria is, is when you explain to someone, a specific someone that is meaningful to you, what you do in terms of how you can help. Yep. And the their response goes, oh, I need that. Yep. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? That's Guess right. what? That's right. So here's my process. Sarah Blakely helped me with her master class. I got some of this out of here. A lot of category design from Christopher Lockhead went into this. Storytelling from StoryBrand with Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. Like basically, fundamentally as an adult, what you do is you take concepts from different places and then you put them together and you start to make your own.
0: No one has,
1: no one has their own thing that they just freaking came up with, you know, whatever.
0: hundred percent agree with you.
1: So start with the top. A brand is a container of truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is, this is what I teach is a brand is a container of truth. Okay. Let's dive into it. But fundamentally, when you have your brand, you know, what is true about you and what is not true. Okay. So what happens is, is when we start to define your, your container of truth, you can actually look at, at 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 any point of is this me or is this not me, and if we had a conversation about it, could I actually delineate whether or not this fits or not? Yeah. Okay. So now a brand is a container of truth, and the truth starts with how can I help the world?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So how can I help the world? And so the 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 whole philosophy and everything that comes from buddhism and and the end of suffering etc is is that people need help. Yeah. And there's always a specific person that needs a specific thing of help. And because of your experience in your lifetime, you know something other people don't that allows you to offer help to that particular person, yeah. right? Yeah. And one of the most Beautiful things that I, I heard was, uh, I was listening to Oprah on one of the, like the super soul Sundays and, and someone was talking about when you know, when you're doing something right and versus when, you know, when you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. or, or that doesn't fit. And it was this one word, it was betrayal. Ooh. And so what happens is, you know, that feeling of, if someone betrays you, mm-hmm. the way that you feel is a source of pain. And ultimately, what happens is, is when you actually start to work and do something, and it doesn't feel right to you, that's your subconscious telling you that you're, you're, and effectively you're betraying yourself because you're yeah. not meant to be doing this thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so going back to the process, and Sarah Blakely has the beginning of this, which is wants, needs, and has, mm-hmm. and I added two other ones to it, which is who and how. So wants is what does the world want? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, let's take a look at what we did with your brand Mm -hmm. and really what the world wanted was to keep people's attention Mm -hmm. and, and basically to be heard. Right. And the next thing is, is what does the world need? So the reality was is we started to, to position you against other types of public speakers because they were all about teaching performance Right. It was It was like, in order to be engaging, you have to become a better actor. You have to use storytelling. You have to stand. You have to breathe. You have to do all these sort of things, right?
0: It was all technique-based, right? Technique. It was
1: performance-based, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, So then what does the world need? The world actually needs to reveal their authentic self. Yep. Okay? Because when you actually tap down to the thing that you're meant to do, what is at your core, etc., then you can basically... Speak from your place of power, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The third process is has. So at that point, we say, what does Bronwyn have that fits what someone needs, right? Mm -hmm. And so from there, we came up with the things that you're doing. And a lot of times it's archetypes. It is your connected speaking. Mm -hmm. And so really what you are teaching people do and what you offer is the ability to connect. Yeah okay and that ability had three things the ability to connect with yourself mm-hmm. the ability to connect with your audience mm-hmm. and the ability to connect with your material
0: that's right that is really the three categories of ways that I engage with people that's right absolutely right yep
1: so so now we nailed it because we said okay I spent time I really understand something that people want so now we had to go to the who yeah And then we had to create three target personas that we could go out to and, you know, we mapped all this out and that, and then we have our, our, you know, then we had our targets. And then the last one is, is how. Yeah. And so the, how is the credibility. And so the, how of this comes into how do I need to be perceived in order to be believed? Right. So those are my five questions, right? Right. Yeah, but here's where we got to go off the rails for a second because we got to talk about category design here Otherwise, this doesn't make any sense. You have to do all this in congruency with Figuring out a problem, right? Because at the end of the day, you know what they want, you know what they need what you know what they have But but really what you got to identify is is who is that person? What is the pain that they have and 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 how do I own that particular pain, right? So that's kind of where I, uh, I started to develop my own philosophy and I came up with this equation, which was, uh, which I called the, you know, the equation for disruption. Yeah. And that equation was basically culture equals belief plus behavior. If you believe something, it is going to take a massive amount of energy in order for me to get you to not believe what you believe. Yeah, you know, it is right. it is changing in a religion. There are cognitive biases like the, you know, the the choice bias, which is like even if you prove me wrong, I'm still not going to do it because the fact is, is is you're 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 making me acknowledge the fact that I'm wrong, right?
0: Yeah, in election year, especially. Okay,
1: so what when you look at a definition of a brand, which is which is Aristotle's equation, which is brand equals category plus difference. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that Lockhead talked about was, is, is a category is a problem. Mm -hmm. So when someone is, is actually, when you, your brain is focused on what something is in terms of a category, you know, that's very difficult to change. But when your brain is focused on you solving a particular problem, that's actually really easy to change because the brain loves to find different ways to solve problems So the fundamental shift that you have to go to is is going from rather than describing yourself, describing your product and describing what your product does, you have to go into what is the real problem that needs to be solved here and what is my unique approach for, for solving that. And I want you to believe that the vehicle, the thing that I do in order to solve your problem is actually fundamentally better than the way that you're solving it right now right? Yeah. And it's not about saying it's better. It is this, there is a limiting belief. And what you need to do is you need to disrupt the limiting belief. So what's the disruptive belief, right? So then this is, this is the belief that I need you to believe in order to, to actually create a new behavior.
0: What do you say to the people that are out there thinking about their own personal brand, for lack of a better word. I wish there was a better way to say that. Where do you suggest people go? Do they start with that shift from describing their own story to shifting into describing a problem and the story is how they solve that? Like, what do you say to somebody who's got an interview next week and it has got to present themselves?
1: Four words. How can I help?
0: How can I help?
1: Right. What are the four words you use when you're working with 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 your client? I mean,
0: I always. How can you be? What's the highest active service you can provide this audience? Right. All roads lead back. That's exactly right.
1: And so that's kind of what you find over time is is that you you find your own particular way of helping. It's like someone's going to present you know a problem to you, and and you're going to have particular skills in life that are, are allow you to help in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your your skill set and the way that you help works for that situation and sometimes it doesn't yeah ultimately you are the expert of this way of helping because it
0: came from your own life and your own experience but paulo you have to we also have to acknowledge that just starting from a position of how do I help? Not me, 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 me. Here's my resume and my this and my that. It's how and can I've I help? This, yeah. mm-hmm. These are the five questions I have for you because if I was in your shoes, I would be thinking these things. Like That other orientation, I think, is really the core of so much goodness and so much intersection between what I do and what you do, right?
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I say is there are no products, only service. Mm-hmm. And, and when you fundamentally tell a, 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 you know, like a tech company that, that they shouldn't be selling a product, you know, then it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I, Pat Morrissey, you've, you've, you've done some work with them and he's got this quote, which God, is, uh, yeah, is, is uh, you know, it's, it's not what's my strategy for my customer. It's what's my customer's strategy and how can I help?
0: Yeah, that's right. Always. So People know root, when they're getting manipulated and played. And they know when somebody's genuinely there because they want to help. And that has huge consequences for the connection that happens in that meeting.
1: Then it becomes into active listening too. Right. And so all your skills are kind of coming in there and you're just like, I really got to take my ego out of this and just sit here and going like this person's in pain and I need to be the change, you know? And, and so how do I, how do I sit in my skin? Yeah. And put away myself and figure out how could I legitimately help someone in order to improve their life and and set them on a new journey. I
0: love it. I love it, Paula. Well, I want to thank you for the insightful, soulful, powerful work you did for me. It was just awesome. And as you know, on my podcast, I like when I find a resource that makes a big difference for me, like Adam Dorsey, like Ben Kiker, like you, I like inviting them on and showing people what it means to do this work in case they need to do the work. So thank you for being willing to kind of coach me and work with me so everybody else could see what it's like. It just, it makes a big difference.
1: Absolutely. And I, I have to tell you, I'm, you know, i I come out of this as a consultant and I also am just a huge fan, I mean, Aww. I cannot, and I cannot tell you how much I've actually learned from your podcast and, and your words of wisdom have affected me in this process and, and helped me grow. And so I'm actually really just genuinely thankful for the opportunity that you gave me and for the, the journey that we did together. And for creating this amazing result because, you know, your podcast right now is already doing wonderful and I just see just such a, a trajectory of up and to the right for you. And, and I am,
0: I am just so happy. I like so the happy. sounds of that, Paulo. <laughs> and I'm More so please. Happy. Thank you, Paulo. Four little words. How can I help? In fact, I think those might be the most powerful four words in the English language. My friend, I hope this conversation helped you and I can't wait to see where you take this. Look, being in business for yourself, running a company, it's not easy and it can be incredibly lonely sometimes, but I just want you to know you're not alone and we're a little community of entrepreneurial misfits pushing our crazy ideas out into the world and we have your back. You just keep doing your thing. Don't stop. Don't give up and shine on you crazy diamond. I'll see you next time. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe so you can get the latest episodes delivered hot off the press. Or if you think of someone who could really use this message, share it with them. Also, if you're looking to take this further and go further and faster on this journey as a communicator, head over to bronwyncommunications.com forward slash subscribe. And on Monday mornings, you will receive a communication concept or tip to work with for the week. And on Saturday mornings, you'll receive a short little email with three things I am digging right now. It's just a fun little Saturday morning snippet to get you going. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at BronwynSF and LinkedIn. And if your company or organization needs a high-voltage keynote speaker who knows how to melt faces and blow minds virtually, I'm your gal. So shoot me a note and let's make some magic happen. Find me at Bronwyn Communications.com and shine on. Thank you for listening.